Roses are red, violets are blue. Here's another sinister sighting coming to you. There's stories of murder, mystery, and ghosts aplenty. Hope you all have a rockin' 2020. This is Carla, and I'm part of the Creepster family. You're listening to another spooktacular sinister sighting with the Paranormal Chicks. I'm Carrie. And we are Paranormal Chicks. Sinister Sightings 41. And you just heard that awesome poem by Carla H. That was so cute. So freaking cute. I wish I was like clever like that. Me too. And she came out with that like in a day. I know. I know. We're not. Dr. Seuss, I am not. Remember that time you used him as an example? And it was legit. Wrong. And Carla was one of the 10 people who won a chance to intro these episodes because some people in the Creepinati wanted to give them away. Yep. It was like the spirit of giving. It was like pay it forward. Mm-hmm. Good movie. Good movie. Have you actually watched it since you've really never watched any fucking movie? Yeah, that I've seen. Okay. Kevin Spacey, The Kid, Haley Joel Osment, and Helen Hunt. Oh, fuck. Boom. All right, we're diving in. This one is called Ghost or Just Pure Bad Luck. Good evening. I just want to tell you again, if telling you a hundred times already isn't enough, I absolutely love your podcast. Thank you for spending the days with me at work. I don't know what I'm going to do all day when I finally catch up and I'm almost there already. Maybe you listen again? LOL. And thank you for helping me figure out my Patreon membership. Anyways, as promised, I wanted to share with you me and my brother's experience in the Bridgewater Triangle that did not end so well for my brother. (gasps) Tell me. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. And also, thank you for all of your sweet, sweet words. One day, about four months ago now, my brother Jason and I decided to go hiking. I was excited because, well, we decided to go to the Bridgewater Triangle and my brother and I have never hiked together before, so it was going to be a good day. Two first-time things in one day. Anyways, we were strolling along, just the two of us on the trail. Everything was going good. About an hour into the hike, my brother looks at me and says, I don't think we're alone right now. What? Just as the forest went silent. What? The wind stopped blowing. The leaves stopped rustling. Birds stopped chirping. I just looked at him like, that's the point of coming here. We're not supposed to be alone. Insert eye roll. She did the Mm -hmm. emoji. As we kept walking, out of nowhere, we started to hear a third set of footsteps as if someone was walking right next to us and the leaves and branches on the bushes lining the trail looked as if they were being pulled as someone was walking by them, the leaves falling off the branches and everything. My brother freaks out and decided it would be fun to wander off the trail. Me? I followed him with no argument. Mm Mm-mm. Brother, get your ass back on the trail. Mm -hmm. That's how you get lost. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Then he said, trails are boring and no fun. Dot, dot, dot. Look, unless you're a fucking Boy Scout or a Navy SEAL, get your ass back on the trail. Mm Mm-hmm. The only trail I don't want to see is a happy trail. (laughs) 
I don't need directions. I know exactly where to go. (laughs) Meanwhile, we're strolling off the trail, and we can still hear something following us. Out of nowhere, the footsteps stopped, and the forest came back to life, birds chirping, wind blowing, leaves rustling. We found a ledge with a beautiful view and stopped to look and just hang out for a bit before we headed back out. I would say about 30 minutes into being there, again, out of nowhere, the forest goes silent, the birds aren't chirping, the leaves aren't blowing in the wind. Heck, there was no wind for them to blow in. We hear sticks breaking in the distance as if someone is walking towards us, but no one was there. Damn. After a few minutes of being a little creeped out, I tell my brother we should head back before it gets late and we end up walking back in the dark. I turned to walk away and my brother followed right behind me. Now, when you read this next part, keep in mind that we were a good five feet back from the edge of this ledge the whole time we're standing on sturdy ground. Well, no sooner did I step out of the way, he turned around to follow me, did the ground give out below him and he (gasps) fell 15 feet (gasps) down the ledge. He landed on his feet but crushed his back. (gasps) We were at least five feet from the edge of the ledge and at least seven feet of ground gave out, leading to his fall. He's okay. He ended up in a 10-hour surgery, fusing discs and adding rods, screws, and plates to his spine. He was told he'd be out of work for 6 to 12 months, but since then has made almost a full recovery, and he has been able to go back to work with my father about three months later on light duty, of course. He is 100% convinced that whatever was with us that day tried to kill him. Holy shit. Needless to say, it won't scare me out of the triangle. I am currently planning a hiking trip with some of my girlfriends. My tattoo artist is very familiar with the forest and has given me a map to guide us to where the satanic cult rituals occurred. Along with the area, 15-year-old Mary Lou Aruda was found hanging from a tree after her 15th birthday. Oh my god. My little sister shares a birthday with her and turns 15 this year, so this is a spot she really wants to visit. There is also an Indian memorial ground that is still used to this day and a pet cemetery that we plan on visiting. With all luck, as crazy as it sounds, we hope to have some spooky experiences during this adventure. Not hoping for any spirits to try and kill us like that day with my brother. That is quite all right. I can live without that type of experience again. But anything else is good. I hope you enjoyed my hiking trip with my brother, Creep It Real, Kristen. My God. Holy Hannah. There was there's a lot to unpack in that story. Um yeah. One, this is why I don't hike. Yeah, this is why. This is why. This is definitely now on my list of reasons to not hike. Mm-hmm. He fell. The ground gave like away. Yeah. Him. I was about to say he didn't fall. Yeah. The ground fell and made him fall. And you know, weight limits are not my friends. <laughs> Well, Kristen, we're glad your brother's doing well and send him our love. Yes. And uh, I hope all the good spookiness happens to you and your friends and, you know. Wear St. Benedict's bracelet and don't let that shit follow you home. Yes. Okay. This one is Haunting in the Holler. Hell yeah. Hey, ladies. My name is Nicole. And first off, I wanted to say I'm a big fan of y'all's podcast. I listen to it at work, and I work evening shift, so I just about piss myself from fear on the drive home. Gotta keep an eye out for serial killers, ghosts, and black-eyed kids. 
Those damn kids. My story is a mixture of true crime and paranormal. And before I start telling it, I wanted to let you know that I won't talk about the victims by their full names out of respect for their families. Also, just to go ahead and get it out of the way, for anyone that isn't familiar, a holler is basically a semi-enclosed road that has only one exit slash entry point and is surrounded by mountains. The same way you come in is the same way you come out, basically. My story is a long one, so grab a slice of pizza, a glass of wine, and settle in. Heck yeah, and of course I know what a holler is. I mean, I didn't know that definition, but I knew the word. Oh, Lord. <laughs> because you never watch Coal Miner's Daughter. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I come from Knott County in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains of eastern Kentucky. It's tiny and quiet, and just about everyone is related to one another. Nothing ever happens there. The tiny Alice Lloyd College campus is nestled between two mountains in a place called Pippa Passes. That's where my story begins. On the evening of September 16, 1986, a woman I will refer to as Jay was walking back to her dorm room when the unthinkable happened. A haggard-looking man parked his truck in the middle of the road, jumped out, shoved Jay in his truck, and took off. In the blink of an eye, Knott County was changed forever. The man in the truck, Clavern Jacobs, drove Jay up to a remote holler where he raped her, mutilated her, and murdered her by bashing her head with large rocks. Oh my God! He was found sometime later covered in blood and the authorities were called. It came to light that Jacobs had committed the same crime 20 years earlier. This time, a woman I'll call Kay. He had been convicted, but won his appeal, and the charges were wiped clean. What the hell? He was given the death penalty for the rape, mutilation, and murder of Jay, but it was later lowered to life in prison. The crime is still a touchy subject in the mountains of Knott County. Many people can remember when it happened and where they found Jay's body. Which brings me to my next part. Just about everything in Knott County is separated by two mountains or less. And it just so happened that where they found the body of Jay was just on the other side of the mountain from where I grew up. My aunt had just built a new house on the mountain where the murder happened. She was expecting her second child and pregnancy heightens the senses anyway. So when she started to hear and see things, she didn't think too much of it at first. Until the night she heard my uncle's guitar play itself. Oh my gosh. She thought maybe he was home from work, so she was relieved to hear the guitar coming from the living room. She walked into the room to tell him dinner was in the oven, only to be met by complete silence and emptiness. She high-tailed it to my mama and papa's house, where she would spend every night until the baby came. Now, I was born in 1990, which was a little while after all of this happened, but I have had my own experiences in the house. Back in 04 or 05, my cousin had moved into the house and was expecting her first baby. She was a new mom and needed as much help as she could get. So, because we lived at the foot of the hill, I would hike up every day after school and help her get things settled and ready, help her clean, basically whatever she needed. I can't remember a lot of what we did, but I can always remember how cold it was in the house. You could practically hang meat in there. She ended up going into labor in the middle of an ice storm in November, and they couldn't make it up the mountain. So I went up and took care of her dogs while she and her husband were away. At this point in time, I know very little about what happened to Jay back in 1986. 
All I knew is that there had been a murder and the body had been found within a hundred yards of my pawpaw's land. I had no idea how close it was to my cousin's house. So I'm at the house alone. I feed her little men pen brandy and I'm basically just chilling by myself because that's what 14 year olds do. It was cold out and I was in absolutely zero hurry to get back outside. Besides, it was kind of nice to spend some time by myself and appreciate the quiet. I was sitting on a chaise lounge watching TV and that was when I heard it. My cousin's dog had stopped eating and was growling softly. I immediately got so nervous I almost pissed the chaise lounge full. Oh my god, is she you? You don't know me. Then I heard footsteps on the deck outside. There was no way anyone else would be here. The road was a solid sheet of ice, and I had to hike the long way up through the woods. I would have heard someone else in the leaves, on the gravel, or on the deck stairs. But I hadn't heard a damn noise. The footsteps get closer to the door and get heavier the closer they get. I am officially about to shit myself. Then the footsteps stop. For a moment, I considered going to the window, but then I was like, Nicole, are you stupid? You never go and check. That's rule number one of a horror movie. So I decided to just sit there and keep listening. Brandy comes over to me and sits in my lap. She's nervous too, I can tell. Her ears perk up after I hold her close and hear the most terrifying and sad sound I've ever heard. I can hear a woman crying. Not heavy or hard, but soft and mournful. I am completely paralyzed. Brandy looks towards the kitchen, and I gather myself enough to look, only to see what seems like to be a head with brown hair peeking around the corner. What the? No, 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 no. That was it. Paralysis cured. I don't know if you've ever seen a chunky girl run down an ice-covered hill with a min pin in her armpit. <laughs> oh my gosh i'm picturing it (laughs) but i imagine it was the funniest thing anyone could ever see i got home and told my mama everything that's when she told me about jay and Kay and what happened years before i never went back to that house alone and i won't even drive up to it now i know better I'm sorry this was so long, but I needed y'all to know everything that happened. I have so many more stories about the holler and can't wait to share them with you. Thanks for reading, ladies. Creep it real, Nicole. Holy shit. Like, whoa. Whoa. Could you fucking imagine Mm-mm. a fucking head peeping around the side? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's like my worst fear. No, I like kept shivers down my spine. I would rather see a whole figure than just like the head peeping because I don't know what the figure is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would rather see none of it. I'm going to be honest. True. Yeah. True, true, true. I'm like, sorry, Brandy. Better keep up. Mm -mm. Oh my God. That was a good story. Holy shit. Well, let's just be honest. Uh, This chunky girl would not have been running because I would have tried and then just rolled. I was going to say, I would have like slid down like I was trying to ice skate. Yeah. I would have been like, well, let's just go with it. I would have looked like a fucking cartoon. (laughs) How'd you end up in in traction? Well, you see. It all started when I tried to walk. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hi, Donna and Carrie. My name is Wynn from Guatemala, Guatemala City. 
I love your podcast. I got hooked immediately. My favorite episodes are the Sinister Sightings, and I have a creepy story for you. Sorry for the grammar or spelling. Spanish is my first language. Girl, English is mine, and I still uh, am like, Carrie, is this the right way? If y'all uh, get the bloopers, y'all know. And then I go, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> well, she tells me a word very confidently, and then after I say it 20 times, she's like, or is it this? And I'm like, you bitch. <laughs> like that episode that I said, minimalize. <laughs> Remember that? And I was like, like I heard it back and I was like, that's not a word. I would say minimalize instead of minimize. Oh my God. No. <laughs> I was like, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a good word. Big one. Big one. Lots of... Sp- Lots of points in Scrabble. I was just about to say, that's a really big Scrabble word. All of that to say, we don't judge. Picture it. It's around 7 p.m. My mom has my little sister on her lap, and she was two at the time. I'm sitting in front of her, and my sister's dad is on the kitchen counter. Suddenly, my sister starts screaming, her face full of fear. And I'm quite sensitive to paranormal stuff, and immediately I could tell it was something with a heavy and bad, bad energy. She kept saying, boy, no, go away, in her baby language. She could barely speak at that age, but I understood. In my head, I said, fuck no, and I looked at my mom. She also has a paranormal compass, and I could tell she sensed it too. We jumped from our seats trying to get her away from the entity as she was pointing under the table we were both sharing. I felt cold all over and the hairs on my back were up. I couldn't see anything, but she kept pointing under the table. At this point, my father is clueless but scared as fuck. She cried and yelled, Mama, boy, bad. We all moved quickly to my mom's room and we all climbed on the bed. We tried calming her down, but she kept crying. At one point, she looked over the bedroom door and screamed louder, pointing at the ceiling above the door. I'm not sure if it suddenly grew to a tall, tall boy or he was on the actual ceiling. My mom said, not today, Satan, and pulled out her holy water and Bible. She threw some holy water everywhere while praying. Once she finished, the air felt lighter and my sister stopped crying. After that night, things were calm, but after a couple of years living there, my sister had an imaginary friend called Sam. I will leave that story for another time since it evolves into some heavy shit. Hope you like the story. I'll send more if you do. Love, Win. Win, send it in. Please, that rhymed, but please send that in. I need to know about Sam. Oh my God. And that is so freaking scary. Man, kids see shit. They do. And I would be the dad. Completely clueless, but scared as fuck. Like wherever y'all going, I am there. Mm-hmm. Tell me what to do because I'm there. Wow. That was good. Also, shout out to an international listener. How freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, beauties. I have no idea where to begin because I have stories and episode suggestions. We need them all. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to skip the episode suggestions because one of them for sure is already on my list so skipping so that y'all don't know they say now on to my story i am 32 years old and this story happened to me when i was about 15 years old a little background on me i am hispanic and growing up my mother would do monthly cleansings of my childhood home to ward off bad energy the reason to this was because my sister had black magic done on her when i was around the age of 10 
So after this witch doctor cleansed her of this evil, my mother had to continue to do this monthly ritual so nothing could come in. We also had to keep aloe vera plants to the entrance of our home. This same witch doctor also told my mother that I had, quote, the gift within me, meaning that I could do tarot cards naturally, cleansings, spells, etc. This brought my mother happiness, but she wanted to keep me away from the full things and chose not to tell me. My aunt, whom I was extremely close with growing up, was present during the cleansing of my sister and overheard the info said to my mom. Now, flash forward to my teen years, she shared this info with me when she noticed me being drawn to the occult. So she would have me do tarot readings, amongst other things. Okay, so now that you're caught up, the story happened when I was about 15 years old, and this was when AOL was the jam, LOL. Hell yeah. Girl, we were there for that. That was terrible. Yes. Oh, my God. The best. The torture, but oh, my God, the anticipation. And then when someone signed on, when the door would close, when they'd sign off. God, the best. And you're like, oh, is it the boy I like? Yeah, I Is it da-da-da-da-da? I know. Okay. My aunt purchased a Ouija board for my cousin and I to play with. My cousin had a walk-in closet that led to the attic, so we decided to go use it in there because spooky vibes galore up in there. Hell yeah. We set up... (laughs) I don't know why I was having a giggle. We set up scented Walgreens candles on the upper stage of the attic, and we sat on the lower deck. Hell yeah. (laughs) It was four of us. Two cousins, my little sister, and me. We ask basic questions to make contact, and right away, the planchette goes swinging super fast back and forth between letters. All of us start questioning each other on who was moving it, but none of us were. We all had one finger lightly on it. We ended up making contact with a female spirit. We asked her how she passed away, and the board told us she was murdered by two men who killed her and dumped her body under a bridge on Marsh Road. We all got curious to see if it was real and left the board to hop on AOL and investigate the story. Insert dial-up and welcome tone. Side note, we did not exit or say goodbye. Just let go and walked out of the room. Oh, no. But also hilarious that she said insert dial-up and welcome tone. Right. Sure enough, this happened to be a local story, and we read a tiny article on how this road was haunted by a female apparition who would appear in your rearview mirror or your back seat. After this, we ran back to the board and asked if she was still there. We made contact, but this time it was different. We knew it was no longer her. The vibe around us felt dark, and we started to hear noises downstairs. It was around 4 p.m., and we were home alone, And we felt someone broke into the home. So we left the board, again, not closing it, and I never played the board again. Shit was too real for me. To this day, I see black shadow people, but I'm so used to it that I only get startled by them, but I don't fear them. Not sure if this is related to the board, but this is just one of the many paranormal occurrences I have encountered in my life so far. Anywho, I apologize for the long all over the place storytelling, but I sure hope you found it bootastic. 
Side note, you can use my name. I left out all names to protect their privacy. Thank you for the amazing podcast and hope to meet both of you someday at a future event. Creep it real, beautiful babes. Love, darling Jessica. Oh my goodness. So many things. I don't know why, but I am getting now and then vibes. Right? Yes. So now and then vibes. And I love that movie. One of the best movies. I know we've talked about it so many times, but Devin Sawa in a towel. Mm-hmm. Why did Christina Ricci always get to kiss him always. in movies? Always. They were in like four movies together, and she got to kiss him in every single one. I know. Seventh grade Carrie, very jealous. Hell, 34-year-old Donna, very jealous. <laughs> this one's called Roger the Ghost. Hey, Donna and Carrie, I absolutely love you ladies and your podcast. You get me through my boring housework and my off days. So I've always been sensitive to energies around me, especially after my grandmother passed away. Well, me and my husband moved into our apartment a little over a year ago, and we're so happy to finally have our own place that actually allowed two Huskies. We found out the house was built in the late 1800s. Well, about a week into living there, here I am cleaning the kitchen and putting stuff away, and one of our dogs starts barking and making noises like my husband's home, and I see a person walk past the doorframe in the living room. Mm -mm. Why are all these people appearing that aren't supposed to be places? Right? So I called his name, no response. I thought it was weird, so I walk into the living room, and my dogs have settled but are looking around the room all sketched out. I ignored it for the most part because my husband thought I was overreacting. Well, two months later, he's in the kitchen doing the same thing while I was at work because I used to work till nine every night. So it was dark in the rest of the house and he sees someone walk past the doorway out of the corner of his eye and freaks. And I come home to every light on in the house. Not so funny when it was him this time. Mm -hmm. The activity continues like cabinet doors opening by themselves and getting the dogs riled up while I'm in the shower which is terrifying, to be honest. Nothing better than thinking someone's breaking in while you're butt-ass naked in the shower. That's the truth. Well, my husband, being the smart-ass he is, decided the ghost needed a name. So, welcome, Roger the Ghost. One weekend morning, around 5 a.m., we're asleep, and I feel my dog jump on the bed, and it's just standing there. I open my eyes, and she's staring at the baby gate we have in the doorway, so she can't run around the house and destroy shit. And it's moving back and forth, hitting the wall. I yelled at it to stop because that early on a weekend, I'm in no mood for that BS. Mm -hmm. That was my first thought. 5 a.m. on a fucking weekend? Hell no. Mm -hmm. I don't even wake up that early for work. (laughs) Well, it did. Nope. I mean, thanks, but nope. Well, it's pretty much stopped other than the cabinet door still, but we've been talking about moving out for a bigger place, and I kid you not, I think Roger is mad because he's amped up his shit again. The other night, I had just turned my light off, and I hear a noise. I turned on my flashlight from my phone, and my husband's closet door had opened. It's an old door, but it doesn't stick, and it won't stay closed if it's not closed all the way. It's either wide open or closed tight. So, my husband's coping mechanism for the creepy shit is to joke about it. While I'm like, will you shut the hell up? (laughs) Well, it happened again this morning while my husband was at work. And I made damn sure that that door was closed before I went to bed. Being the paranoid person that I am because I don't need that shit coming out of it. Sorry for the long story, but I hope you enjoy. Love you ladies and creep it real, Marianne. Damn, that shit happened again. 
the day she wrote this. Right. Uh-uh. No thanks, Roger. Roger that. Uh-uh. Yeah, that's... Mm-mm. Like, it's cool when, you know, we're watching Ghost Bros and stuff, and ghosts interact, and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, um, I don't need an intelligent haunting Mm-mm. in my own house. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'll go somewhere for that. Okay, last one. All right, so, y'all, let me preface this with saying I am not the best storyteller, especially when it's about something that happened to myself. I have also always had a weird sense, or I would see things every so often that others didn't. So bear with me. Here goes. On my 15th birthday, December 5th, in Salt Lake City, Utah, my friends and I were kind of crazy and would always stay out until late hours and go and do whatever we wanted. Smoking, drinking, partying, all that. So this evening, we were driving around in my friend's van in downtown in the avenues. Kind of sketchy area. I was in the back seat on the driver's side, and I had one friend on my other side behind the passenger. We got the bright idea to go to the cemetery because we had previously heard stories about some of the grave sites there. I had my window about a fourth of the way down to smoke my cigarette. We were pulling up on the back road, and we get close to the first entrance in the back, and all of a sudden, I feel this horrible, stabbing pain in my ribs. At this time, I had a shirt, sweatshirt, and a coat on due to the cold at this time of year. When the pain started, I placed my hands flat on my ribs to try to figure out what was happening, to see if I could feel something. My friend was starting to freak out a bit and started looking around the seat. Before I knew it, the pain had stopped. As we traveled down this road, I started to get a horrible gut feeling like I was going to be sick. My friend offers to pull over since no one was on the road. I told her to continue. As we got closer to the second entrance, the pain resumed. And at this point, everyone was losing it. My friend reached over to my window control and rolled up the window and started checking me for other items in my pockets that could be causing the pain. Nothing was found. I started trying to remove my coat and sweatshirt to search further. At this time, my friend driving was crying, and my other friend was placing his hands on mine again, flat against my ribs. We get past the entrance, and the pain was still happening. So I'm finally able to lift my shirt to see what was causing the pain. The driver flips the dome light on, and what we saw was absolutely terrifying. My left rib area was covered in three large scratches deep ones. The friend that had his hand on mine freaked out thinking he did it to me and started crying as well. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I asked my friend to pull over after we passed the cemetery a ways. As soon as I was able to get out of the idling vehicle, the van engine died. Oh my goodness. I asked her why she turned off the van. She yelled that she didn't do anything and tried a few times, but the van would not turn over. We were all beyond scared at this point. We gathered up and pushed the van down the hill to the local pizza joint to get help. Notably shaken, the pizza employee from the front came out to help us get the van through the intersection and into the parking lot. We explained some and he told us that we weren't the first car to break down in that area. We didn't know what to say. After that night, we never really talked about it again. I can never forget that night. The oddest part, I thought, was that my scratches took months to heal. My father was even concerned about the healing time. Then one day, they were completely gone. No scars, no discoloration, nothing but the memory. Terrified me. To this day, I will not go in that cemetery. 
I've had other events similar to this type of activity. I was told that I am more sensitive. I have learned to either not say anything as to not freak anyone out or just ignore it. I may write in to tell you more of my experiences if you'd like. Hope you ladies enjoyed. Creep it real and don't get scared. Well, uh, you need to send us all the stories. All of the stories. Holy crap. One, can we give a round of applause to that pizza employee? Because some heroes don't wear capes. They wear aprons. Mm-hmm. Also, when she's like, why did you cut off the van? And her friend's like, I didn't. And she's trying. That is so mean, Carrie. <laughs> yes, it is. Like, so I didn't. And it's like. <laughs> I'm going to be like, you're going to hurt it even more. You're going to flood the engine. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. The guys would be like, fuck, okay, I'll leave y'all alone. She was like, get it, okay, stop arguing. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all are too much for me. That was so good. All of these were so freaking good every time, every single time. Mm -hmm. Holy crap. Now I'm going to be more scared, though. Like, shadow people were mentioned, people in your cars. I got to drive home after this. Mm -mm, I don't. I have to go get in bed. Well, I hope something doesn't peer around the door handle. This what? Bitch. Door handle? What the imp's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> the door frame. Thank you, everyone, for sending these in. We are so excited to keep doing these every week. So keep sending in your stories. Aparanormalchicks at gmail.com. And remember. Creep it real. And, and don't, don't get, get scared. scared.